Breathing in air, the fake ain't phony, they're just seeing impaired Cause you believe what you see or believe what ain't there The real world is twisted and to me it ain't fair Cause greedy people seem Welcome to the voices in my head The intro and outro music is West and Coast by the High Council You can check them out on SoundCloud Welcome back, I'm back with more on Paul Pelosi It seems that my conspiracy theory and others on the internet that there was a gay or homosexual tryst between Paul and David DePapa may or may not be true. Once again, this was just a conspiracy theory that I had and others have because when I immediately heard the story, it did not sound true. Something was weird about it. And it was, how was there no security to home of the third most powerful person in the U.S., second in line to the president? That just didn't make sense. So it seems that David DePape has been charged. I'm on the Washington Examiner. This article is dated November 1st, 2022. Headline is alleged Pelosi attacker David DePape pleads not guilty in court appearance. And I just want to go through the charges. That's all I really care about on here. It says on Monday, San Francisco District Attorney Brooke Jenkins unveiled a slew of felony charges against DePape, included attempted murder, residential burglary, assault with a deadly weapon, elder abuse, false imprisonment of an elder, and threats to the public official. Now, when I first saw these charges, I was did not see the burglary. I just saw the attempted murder, the elder abuse, and all this. And I started wondering, where is the breaking and in charge? I mean, he broke into the Pelosi's home, so why is there not a charge for a breaking and entering? Then I saw in this article, it had the residential burglary. So I looked up, and I know every state's different, but I looked up what is the difference between burglary and breaking and entering. And basically, breaking and entering is you break into someone's home, but you don't do any damage. You don't vandalize, you don't steal anything, you don't do anything other than you just trespass. But you have to break in through, you pick a lock, you do something to get gain entry into the home. With burglary, burglary is, the, is pretty much the same thing, but it's a step up of where you do damage once you're inside the home, either stealing stuff or breaking stuff, vandalizing. And so he is being charged for with being un, unlawfully within the home. So at first when I didn't see that, I'm like, okay, maybe they can't charge him because he was invited, which is what a lot of people were thinking. So I have to correct that. That is not the case. Then the other thing that I came across, and this is out there, it's the federal charges because there are federal laws against trying to kidnap or harm a government official, a elected official and their family, and pretty much like the Kavanaugh assassination. Now, hence with that, the liberals don't want to even mention that. They don't even like talking about that. They just poo-poo it. But yet the exact same thing happened to Pelosi and everybody's, you know, has a, a conniption over that. And it was really the same. There was really no difference. So I'm looking at the actual criminal complaint. And this was fascinating because they actually get into more details than what a lot of the news sources are going through. So when you read through, it goes through with the actual Charges, United States of America versus David Wayne DePape. Then it says here, we sworn this out and had what code section they're going after and what the description of the charges. There's two, assault on an immediate family member or a federal official, attentive kidnapping of a federal official. And then it goes through the introductions, the, the background of the person following it. And then it gets into facts supporting the case. And this is what I found fascinating. So I'm going to skip to this. It starts off with on October 28, 2022 at 2 23 a.m. San Francisco dispatch received a 911 call from Paul Pelosi located at the Pelosi residence in San Francisco, California. Pelosi stated words to the fact that there is a male in the home and that the male is going to wait for Pelosi's wife 
Pelosi further conveyed that he does not know who the male is. The male said his name is David. So he knew enough to know his name. And that, I think, a lot of where the conspiracy theory comes in of how do you know this person's name, but don't know him. And that it could be more of, I really don't know who this guy is. He broke into my home. I'm trying to defuse the situation. So I introduced myself. He told me his name was David. That, that's how I knew his name was David. Plausible there. Or once again, they could be gay lovers. Homos- they could have had homosexual trysts in the back. And he knows them from that. Then it says at 231, San Francisco Police Department Officer Colby Wilmaz responded to Pelosi residence, California, and knocked on the front door. When the door was open, so someone opened the door where Politico was at first said there was a third person in the home, and then they're like, oh, that's the crazy Republicans coming up with unfounded conspiracy theories by saying there was a third person in the home, but yet Politico actually had it in a previous article. It's, it goes on, Pelosi and DePape were both holding a hammer with one hand, so they were struggling over a hammer. And Pape had his other hand holding onto Pelosi's forearm. So one of those two people had to open the door because they're not saying there's another person there. Not possible there is. However, I can see that doorbell rings. Paul Pelosi goes over and opens the door knowing it's going to be the police. Pelosi greeted the officers. The officers asked him what was going on. Pape responded, everything was good. Officers then asked Pelosi and Pape to drop the hammer. Now, this I have this really have trouble with if someone breaks into my home and I'm fighting over a hammer with the assailant, the criminal, and the police are standing in my doorway, I'm going to immediately start yelling, guys, help, help. This guy's trying to kill me. He's broke in. Help, help, help. Something to that effect. So the cops rush over there, grab both of us, separate us. And I may, you know, Pelosi may be standing there in his underwear because he was sleeping, he says. And I'm going to be telling him, guys, Get a separate, cuff both of us, do something, you know, secure the, the the scene, get everybody under control. I don't mind being cuffed as long as he's cuffed. That sounded goofy. Once again, the man's in his 70s. He's being stressed out. Someone broke in his home. Maybe he just had a mental lapse or maybe he just has other mental lapses just being old. I mean, that, that happens. Then it goes on to Pope pulled the hammer from Pelosi's hand and swung the hammer, striking Pelosi in the head. Officers immediately went inside and were able to restrain to Pope while officers were restraining to Pope. Pelosi appeared to be unconscious on the ground. Officers removed his cell phone, cash, clipper cards, and an unidentified car from Pope's right short pockets. Pope provided police officers his first and last name. Then it says they removed him from the residence. Police body-worn camera footage showing a glass door that appeared to be laminated grass broken near the door handle. And then that they got zip ties from Pelosi's bedroom and the hallways near the door of Pelosi's residence. And they said they also found a roll of tape, white rope, one hammer, one pair of rubber and cloth gloves, and a journal. Assumption is the zip ties and the rope and all that was brought in by Tapape. However, if we're going to go down the, the gay tryst route, maybe they were into some kinky stuff. Don't know. I, I probably the reasonable explanation is Tapape brought that in. Then it says that the, that Kobe Walms, the officer was able to interview a witness, witness one who saw an individual in all black carrying a large black bag on his back walking near the Pelosi residence where witness one was parked. Witness one was working private security and address nearby. So it wasn't Pelosi's security, which once again, where is his security? The neighbors have security, but here the Speaker of the House does not have security. That's what's strange to me. 
Then it goes into that as they were going to the hospital, Pelosi told the police officer that the man said he wanted to talk with Nancy. He was going to wait for her. Pretty much the narrative that we've been getting. I'm still baffled about the security. Now I'm going to go over to the Daily Mail because the Daily Mail interviewed a former neighbor who lived next to him for 10 years. This article is dated November 1st, 2022. Exclusive. If a glass smashed, an alarm went off. Nancy Pelosi's former neighbor questions why invasion triggered no warning as she recalls fleets of SUVs at the mansion 24-7, window alarms, and even her computer scramble by speakers monitoring devices. Marjorie Campbell, 66, was Nancy Pelosi's neighbor for 10 years on Broadway Street in San Francisco, California. Campbell tells Daily Mail, she remembers fleets of black SUVs surrounding the Speaker's Mansion uh, 24-7. She also recalls her computers getting scrambled by alleged security measures to protect the nation's number three. Everybody in the neighborhood had alarms on our windows, the former neighbor said. So if glass smashed, an alarm went off. So it gets into the exact same thing that I had. Now, my first thought was, well, maybe she is remembering all the times Pelosi was there. Maybe the security wasn't as tight when Nancy was in D.C. and not at the home. But then this came in the article. There were black cars outside the house, particularly up on Normandy Terrace all of the time. The 66-year-old who lived opposite the Pelosi's for a decade told Mail.com. I don't distinguish between her being there and not being there. There were always multiple cars. So, which would make sense that you're going to have security at her house all the time, especially if Nancy's husband is there. Now, the only thing this article doesn't get into is when this woman was there, because she said she lived there for 10 years. And the the reason that's important, back after 9-11, when 9-11 occurred, Nancy Pelosi was Speaker of the House at that time. Dick Cheney, who was Vice President, went into hiding at some bunker, probably in some military base, you know, 20 stories underground. George Bush did his normal duties in the White House. George Bush, knowing that Nancy Pelosi was second in line to the presidency, third most powerful person in the United States, he had her, I believe, give Secret Service and ordered her to always fly military aircraft, to never fly commercial aircraft, to use military. And she had a private jet that I believe was, if I'm going remember remember correctly, was a military provided by the military. It was probably not a military that the soldiers would fly in, but more of a passenger jet, a private jet owned by the military. And the military would transport her around. The president of the United States asked her to do that because of her position as Speaker in the House and second in line to the White House, third most powerful person in the country. If this was right after 9-11 and during the Bush era, then if that's the 10 years the neighbors saw, all these black SUVs could have been during that. Now, if all that had calmed down and the Republicans took over when Brock was there, and then we're talking anytime sooner, you know, in the past few years, that would be one thing. But if this was after 9-11, during those periods when we had heightened securities because Bush was worried about him being assassinated, Dick Cheney is off hunkered down in a bunker somewhere in the desert. If that's what he's thinking, I could see them having more security. At the same time, I'm still 
baffled that she did not have security. Someone was able to enter that home. Nobody knew about it. Pelosi, Paul Pelosi had to call the police. That's why I think all this conspiracy theories are coming out saying there was something else going on. There was a gay homosexual tryst going on. Something goofy. Now, it may not. This is all conjecture. We don't know. Hopefully, as the, the trial comes out, we'll know more. I have a feeling he's going to Epstein himself. He will suddenly find himself dead. And we will never know what really happened. Just my conspiracy theories going again. Thanks for listening. I could run the whole block just from walking the line. Pocket is prime. These are the thoughts of my mind. And I'm a straight rider. Never stop at a sign. And I'm only slowing down if I'm stopping the sign. Six figures on the check before I'm jotting a line. It goes one for the money. Two for the clothes. Three for the honeys. And a four for the flows. Five O's and six.